fits into being an artist. I love it. Um, to go from one spectrum to another medium seems like um, extremely challenging, you know, mm. from, I guess, working with um, facial recognition is pretty much like coding and programming. Yeah. And, very tedious and work and mm -hmm. stuff like that and to go to another medium that's a little bit more free and you can really um express yourself is amazing um yeah what was that transition like was it f f scary like what was i think i mean i think at the time when i started doing it it was so exciting to me just mm. the idea that oh these are skills that one can learn just like any other skill right and i you know i had this assumption that you had to be you know touched by god in order to mm -hmm. in order to make visual art and i think that so for me at the beginning it was just very exciting and i was very obsessed with it mm -hmm. i would i would be up all hours of the night just working and, and trying new things and teaching myself you know watching youtube videos how, to, yeah. how do i mix oil paint yeah um and so I think that it, it, I wouldn't say it was scary because at the time I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be an artist. Like, that's what I'm going to do with my life. It was more like, well, this is this is something that I can express myself through mm. and feels like a space that is, is a, a new frontier for me as far as being able to express creative ideas and ask interesting questions and kind of see what comes of it. Um, I would say the fear crept in when I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest and artist that I uh, that work that I admire and love, um, Mr. Johnny Floyd. He's a self-taught painter um, working in Detroit, Michigan. Um, his work examines the African-American experience through an interrogation of both historical and current events while simultaneously imagining a sustainable Black future. Welcome to the show, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Please, thank you. I appreciate it. Humbled to be here. No problem. So tell me about your journey. Um, what led you to art and how, um, what was the journey to, to being a self-taught artist? Yeah, um, it's, it's funny because for most of my life i was i was not a visual artist at all um early in life my creative pursuits were mostly contained to writing mm. and uh a little bit of making music but um i never i never considered myself a visual artist or didn't really have any skills to speak of as far mm. as visual art is concerned i grew up uh, very much immersed in visual art and being an admirer of visual art and you know 
being someone who who really appreciated and almost was envious of of people who who create visual art but mm. i never really thought that it was something that i could do mm. um and i i did a bunch of stuff in my life uh pre being an artist um i was working with people on the autism spectrum i was working as a bartender I was doing you know odd jobs here and there and I decided that I was going to go back to school mm. um I, and I, I had been out of school for about 10 years so I was living in California at the time and I decided that I was going to go back to study ethics and natural language processing which for those who don't know natural language processing is one of the ways that artificial intelligence designs algorithms to create wow. um, yeah to create artificial intelligence and i was specifically going to study racial ethics within that basically how do we make sure that uh we don't create these uh super racist <laughs> robots essentially <laughs> right right um and because i was going i was applying to this hyper uh competitive master's program at, at ucla I knew I had to keep my GPA up. So I decided, you know, what are the classes that I can take that I know I can, you know, if I just show up and do the work, I'll, I'll get a good grade. And I decided that uh, taking an art class would be very, would be, would be one of those things that they couldn't really fail me as, as long as I showed up and did the work. I couldn't, I wouldn't fail. Um, and actually it turned out to be probably the hardest class that I've ever taken specifically because I, I it touched something in me that I didn't know was there. And I think it had to do with the time period in my life and what I was going through and kind of the space that I was approaching academic pursuits at the time, I was much more, you know, ready and had a plan. So mm. I took it very seriously. And um, my one art teacher, he's this dude named, this white dude named Will Smith at Santa Rosa Junior College. When I <laughs> signed up for the class, I was like, oh, Will Smith. And then I showed up and he was a white dude. But um, yeah, I just thought that was funny. But he was an incredible, just the way that he presented the information to me just clicked for some reason. And mm. so for, ever since that first week of that class, I, I would say I've, I've painted or created some kind of visual art every day since. I and that, 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 was, that, was my, that was my entrance into being an artist. I love it. Um, to go from one spectrum to another medium seems like um, extremely challenging, you know, mm -hmm. from, I guess, working with um, facial recognition is pretty much like coding and programming. Yeah. And, very tedious and work and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And to go to another medium that's a little bit more free and you can really um, express yourself is amazing. Um, yeah. What was that transition like? Was it f f scary? Like, what was I think, it? I mean, I think at the time when I started doing it, it was so exciting to me, just mm. the idea that, oh, these are skills that one can learn just like any other skill. Right. And I, you know, I had this assumption that you had to be, you know, touched by God in order to, mm. in order to make visual art. And I think that, so for me at the beginning, it was just very exciting and I was very obsessed with it. Mm. I would, I would be up 
all hours of the night just working and, and trying new things and teaching myself, you know, watching YouTube videos, how, to, yeah. how do I mix oil paint? Yeah. Um, and so I think that it, it, I wouldn't say it was scary because at the time I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be an artist. Like, that's what mm -hmm. I'm going to do with my life. It was more like, well, this is, this is something that I can express myself through mm -hmm. and feels like a space that is, is a, a new frontier for me as far mm -hmm. as being able to express creative ideas and ask interesting questions and kind of see what comes of it. Um, I would say the fear crept in when I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Mm -hmm. um, but the transition was, was, was pretty seamless for me, seamless for me in the sense of it, it, it once I realized it, it, there was no question what I needed to do and what I was going to do with my life. It was more just trying to figure out how uh, I was going to arrange other things in my life to, to yeah. support what I needed to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that once, at least for me, once I realized that it was, it was a no brainer and it was actually just more exciting than, than, than scary. Mm. Um, but it, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that the, the two are mutually exclusive. I think that a lot of things that I, I, a lot of the subject matter of my work is, is the same exact things that I was studying before. It's mm -hmm. just a different way of addressing these questions and problems. Um, and allowing myself, like you said, a little bit more freedom and a little bit more space to um, truly experiment and kind of see what happens, essentially. Mm, I love that. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at your work now, right? And it's nothing like I, and nothing I've seen before. Like, it's very unique. Um, wow. I see a lot of, like, shadows and, and a lot of color, you know, and it mm -hmm. seems like... Um, how did, how did you develop that style? You know, um, do you have any like inspirations or um, mentors that you took little gems from? Like, how did you develop Certainly. that style? Yeah, I mean, I think the my visual language is one that developed as a necessity, I think. Um, mm. Being someone who didn't have the long history of training of right. being, you know, learning how, how to create volume in a picture or how to, how to, what colors, you know, learning color theory and things mm -hmm. like that. I didn't really have those guidelines per se. Those are things that I kind of learned along the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot allowed me because I didn't have, I had no, idea of what a piece of art that I would make would look like. Mm -hmm. I think that that allowed me to really experiment and, and really, I think I'm still very much coming toward what my uh, style, if you want to use that word, um, yeah. is. I think that that's ever evolving for me and I probably for everybody. Um, and I think that I, I've, I have just allowed myself to, to not be stuck in an idea of what I think a painting that I, I'm making should look like, mm. um, which that is a scary thing, <laughs> like kind of just stepping into the studio and allowing what happens to happen and, and attempting to make it something that I feel 
represents what I'm trying to say or trying to portray. But I think that color is definitely something that I have a strong relationship with. And I, and I think that is kind of a tool that I've found that I am able to use, at least from my perspective and my experience of creating the work mm. is something that I have been able to use to elicit feeling or elicit emotion or elicit thought or questions that I have while I'm making the work. Mm. Um, and so I think that the idea of an artist's style or an artist, like people who you uh, immediately, like if you see a Basquiat, you know who made mm. the work. Mm-hmm. Or you know who was attempting to just completely bite <laughs> his style. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that 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 comes from freedom. That comes from allowing oneself to make mistakes and mm-hmm. be comfortable in that space, and truly like attempting to remove yourself from the pro, your ego at least from the process, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I think that's a super roundabout way of answering your question, but I, I think that my my style and the way that my work presents to viewers is something that I I really try to not even think about. I yeah. try to not allow that into the creative process because when I have done that in the past, I find that you know my work is significantly less appealing to me, and it's. And it, and it becomes very laborious. It becomes very mm-hmm. difficult to get through something where you're like, oh, I want to make it look like, mm-hmm. you know, I want to make it seem like or feel like this. Um, so I think that my my whole process is geared toward kind of avoiding that, that thought. I'll, just to piggyback on that, I love that you said that, right? Because when I think of like artists for me personally that I love, um, they don't really, I love self-taught artists who don't have any influences from the collegiate route. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There, there's more freedom yeah. in a sense. I think true art is absolute freedom, right? Like when I see my four-year-old just sketching or drawing with this crayon. That is Absolutely. true freedom to me. I'm, I might not understand it. He understands it, but it's just not painting inside the lines like we're taught. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. That I love when artists who are self-taught just, it's just, like I said, it's a true expression of freedom. Yeah. I thank Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, I think that being in that, um, conversation of of folks who are Mm self-taught i think it's it's definitely a label that like it means a certain thing in the art world i'm starting to learn as i interact more with Mm -hmm. you know galleries and institutions i think that there's certainly a level of um i i almost want to say like exotic um i know that word is loaded but i think that um specifically in traditional pathways there are certain things that people pick up Mm -hmm. and certain ways that they start to think about art Mm -hmm. and i think that um when you have the i'm not totally against people who go to art school and Mm -hmm. do this super traditional route i think that there are a lot of benefits to it right 
And I also think that um, there can be some, there can be containers that are built around you that you feel that you have to stay within in order to be taken seriously. Exactly. And when you, when you, when you don't come from that and you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to go into a room and paint or draw or whatever your medium is. I think that, that, that childlike access to mm -hmm. true freedom and understanding how am I going to address this problem that I'm trying to solve in a way mm -hmm. that, um, feels right to me and i think that instinct is something that uh i think is a, maybe a little bit easier for self-taught artists i don't know i'm i'm saying that for myself i, I love that. that instinct is yeah. important it's important yeah 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 and i think i think you can i think you can see it um in a lot of a lot of artists i mean one of my favorite self-taught artists is uh jamie holmes do you know his work uh, incredible Okay. A incredible painter out of Dallas. Um, I think he's originally from Louisiana, but like there's, there's a certain level of, of instinct and, and, and there's, there's very little separation between what he's doing mm -hmm. and what you can like see what he's thinking about, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, and so I think that, that, that can be an advantage for a self-taught painter. Not saying that people who have, you know, gone to art school and gotten an MFA and done the whole, you know, traditional trajectory don't have that instinct. I, I just think that it might be a, for me, it was a little easier to access that because I'm not, I'm not going through this like intellectualizing of the process. It's yeah. more, it's more uh, a physical energetic exercise. And one more thing just to, um, put the icing on the cake on that um going to college for me personally you know even though I learned a lot but it was more a, so a networking type of situation too right absolutely and absolutely. I, lo I love origin stories of people who um just me personally just, or people who are on the outside of that who work their way up you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Just off pure talent not who who you know or how you know just off of pure talent not just for me personally, I value uh, that a little more than, you know, the traditional route. Sure. No, I, I, I understand that. And I'm like kind of living in that space now of realizing that a lot of that traditional path does just have to do with networking mm -hmm. and building your brand and, and knowing the right people to, to, get you in the right rooms in order mm -hmm. for, you know, and there, you know, I think that a lot of people have this perception that the life of an artist is something where you're just kind of free to just like go in a studio and paint and that's your life. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I wish it was that <laughs> <laughs> it is very much not that. And I think that um, I'm still very much in a space where I, I, I'm still very like green when it comes to this world. And I think mm. I'm still very much learning every single day. And I think that it's, it's a constant challenge to shift your thinking about what it is that you're doing beyond what's in the studio mm. and attempting to kind of carve out a sustainable life. I think, um, 
you, people who have gone the traditional route certainly have an advantage just because you're in the room and having conversations with people mm. who uh, can make the decisions on, you know, if your work gets in some certain show or something. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a reflection of you being some, you know, incredible artist who's making this like undeniable work. There's mm. a lot of people who just can get in the door because they know the, you know, they know the home you doing the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's, 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 it's a, I would say it's a, it's a more difficult path to do the self-taught kind of non-traditional route. And I also think that, you know, it's, it, it for me and my experience, it, it has felt like I'm in a little bit in more control over what, mm. what my work is doing and where, where it goes and the conversations I have. So I, I agree with you on that. For sure. Um, besides yourself, who do you make art for? Wow. Um, I, 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 not to sound super corny, but I would say that I'm, I make it for everyone. I make mm-hmm. it for, I think that the decision to create art, whatever that art is, whether it be music, visual art, dance, whatever it is, um, I think is a, uh, is a decision that is, is ultimately beneficial to the world. I think that mm-hmm. if everyone decided that they were going to, you know, learn how to paint or just express themselves beyond the traditional kind of pathways that we're kind of told that we should pursue Mm. um i think that we would we would be in a much better world and i know that Mm. sounds may sound trite may sound kind of (laughs) contrived but i i do believe that and i think that um i i make work to give particularly other people who come from lineages or from or from cultures or communities who have been historically kind of not kind of have been historically excluded from Mm. this pursuit to give them permission to do it Mm. and i think that representation is something that is often talked about and has has been a big kind of buzzword in, in the art world over the past five years and i think a lot of awesome work has been done to move the conversation forward. And I also think that like the art world is maybe one of the most uh, potent places of discrimination and gatekeeping Mm. and all of that in, in, in any uh, field of work. So I think that, yeah, I think ultimately my work is, is, is for everyone. It's, I don't necessarily know if I'm consciously thinking of those when I'm creating work. I mm. think I'm, I try to just be present with what I'm doing and, and, and clearing my mind and, and being meditative in my practice in that way. Mm. Um, but I think that when I'm thinking about what the subject matter is going to be of, of the piece or what questions am I going to ask and attempt to answer through 
creating a painting i think that um yeah i think it's it I, the work is for 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 anyone and everyone who wants it or wants to be with it mm. i love that and um even though there's a lot of gatekeepers in this field um there's nothing wrong with creating our own narratives and not creating our own spaces, you know, safe mm -hmm. spaces for us. And I mm -hmm. think it's important for us as a quote unquote collective, you know, I don't want to sound like kumbaya, but it's important for us to come together and, and create the quote unquote Wakanda of, you know, mm -hmm. art. like we <laughs> sure. just, just come together and, and, and create our own narrative and they won't have any, choice but to you know witness greatness yeah no I, I completely agree with that and i think that you know without getting too <laughs> socio-political mm -hmm. i think that really it's it's it is creativity and art is a space that we have it's been undeniable we have been undeniable right. in those spaces. And we have created all, like it, the culture of this country was created yeah. by, by us. So I think that art is a space where, and even though that, like you said, there are gatekeepers and all that, I think that having these type of conversations and going into those spaces that are kind of more traditionally exclusionary mm -hmm. and being unapologetic about the things that we're presenting mm -hmm. and being authentic and honest about what we are doing and while we are creating the work i think that um in my experience of kind of just witnessing my own interactions and that those of other specifically black artists mm -hmm. within um within the art world that i've seen i think that that stands true in the sense of when you, the more authentic you are the more unapologetic you are the more it resonates right because we're all like even though our experience is obviously very different than say some you know white gallerist in new york city i think mm -hmm. that the human condition is such especially with art that when we draw from the deepest well when we when we go as deep as we can within ourselves it becomes undeniable and i think that um we're we are in a a, a unique position as as people who have chosen this this pursuit this life mm. that we have kind of forced ourselves into a into a corner of we have to do that yeah. there's no option there's no, you know, there's no, there's no plan B as far as, oh, well, I, I, I can, I can create work that isn't necessarily as honest as, as it could be. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that true, true collectors, you know, institutions, and just other other witnesses of art, I think that's very easy to see, at least for me. Mm -hmm when people aren't making things that are truly authentic to them and their experience. Um, so I think that it's, a, I, I wouldn't even call it a double-edged sword. I would just say it's, it's an honor, it's a privilege, and it's something that 
you know, actually ends up can be like self-fulfilling in the sense of a lot, you give yourself the space to, to be honest and this, the, the career trajectory path that you have chosen demands mm. of you. Yeah. And so it's yeah. authentic, authenticity, just being yeah. authentic to yourself. Correct. Um, first of all, speaking of, um, exhibitions, congratulations mm. on your solo exhibition coming up in uh, 2024 at the Houston Museum of Fine Art. Um, how did you prepare for that? Like, um, are you nervous? Do you have like just work lined up? Like what, what's the process? Um, well, yeah. So the show is at the Houston Museum of African-American Culture. Nice. Um, and I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like, I try, I've, I've been trying to be very focused on just head down in the studio making work and mm. kind of not necessarily thinking about the venue that it's going to be mm. presented in. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot of, um, a lot of pressures that are, that are, that we put on ourselves as far as specifically as a visual artist and institutional shows are the, are the things that we, you know, you're told like, you know, this is when you make it, you have a show at a museum or you have a show at some like very prestigious gallery or you're I like, mean, it's, it's a really big deal, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not going to act like it's not a big deal, but I think that that can, at least for me, I know mm. when I start to really think about it, it's, I think that I fear that that will creep into the work and get me mm. thinking too much. Gotcha. And Fortunately for me, when it comes to painting, unfortunately for me, when it comes to everything else in my life, mm-hmm. I am a very myopic person mm-hmm. and I can like just completely disappear into the studio, mm-hmm. which is awesome. You also have to eat food and drink water and take care of your body <laughs> and like engage and interact with the loved ones in your life. Um, but I, I have the ability to kind of block that out, that mm. thought of like, oh my God, this is at a, a museum. And with all that being said, I think that like, it's still very, very much uh, an intimidating situation. And, and you go through these, at least for me, I go through these, I have many nights mm. uh, where I'm like thinking about what I'm making. I'm like, does this, make any sense like mm-hmm. is this any good <laughs> like i i'm looking at these paintings i'm like yeah i think they're i, I mean for me i i like them I, i'm making them but i don't yeah. like is this going to resonate with anyone and so you can kind of get in these loops of right right of thought that are i don't necessarily know how beneficial they are to us as artists as human beings and i don't necessarily know how beneficial they are to the work so I, I, I try to, to block that out. Um, Not to cut and, you off. Um, no, it's okay. As humans, we often, when we're nervous about things, we often create scenarios that might not happen, you sure. know? And those <laughs> scenarios give us anxiety when I'm looking at your work right now and it's amazing, you know? Just well, I appreciate it. focus on creating 
amazing, continue creating that amazing work. And I'm pretty sure you'll be fine. And um, the, the everyone will reciprocate, you know, what, what I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I think that, I think that that's, that's, that's the space that I'm trying to remain in is just focusing solely on the work. I think that there's also this aspect of being an artist that no one really talks about or not people don't really talk about a lot, which is that essentially you're a business, you're a small business, a brand and of your brand. And I am allergic to that shit. I am allergic to it, bro. And I think that, um, there are, are so many things, so many stressors in, in this life that have absolutely nothing to do Mm. with the actual act of making work and i'm i'm not saying that to be you know woe is me i mean mm. I, I think that it's just it's just something that like when i started i i couldn't foresee this i couldn't foresee being in the position that i'm in right now you know what i mean like mm. i thought oh okay i'm making some interesting stuff that i like um but no one's ever gonna want to buy this stuff or anything like that and mm. and so i never really i didn't i i'm very latent on the okay you gotta also make sure your taxes are good <laughs> you gotta like do all your write-offs you gotta find you know studio space you gotta make sure you know like there are a lot of things that go along with this 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 life that have nothing to do with the work or are kind of you know mm to the side of the work um, that that are, are just as important, if not more important. Um, so I think that like, you know, I, I think it's, it's just really important to remain, like to take care of oneself yeah. mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, because, mm. um, this is the, it may seem cool and fun from the outside mm. and just like any other career there are many things that you end up having to do that you that you don't want to do mm. um and so uh, to get back to specifically for this show i think that um i i have a very awesome support system i have a very i i'm working with people who i trust love it and so you know, at the end of the day, all of this worrying, like you said, you create all these scenarios in your head that aren't even real and mm. just create, it creates anxiety. I think that having faith and trusting in the work and in the people around you in the process helps um, alleviate some of those things. I'm, I'm not, I think I'll always have, I'll always have nights <laughs> where I wake up and I'm like, are the pages going to get there? <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Um, we only have a few minutes left. So what we'll do from here is um, I will I will um, ask you a color and okay. you tell me um, in one word what that color means or whatever word comes to your mind with that color. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, black. Everything. Mm, I love that. Um, purple. Depth. Mm. 
And I'm, you know, I'm going off of what I see on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, hear you. I, hear you. Um, I gotta make sure my answers align <laughs> with the work. No. Um, let me give you two more. Red. Energy. Mm. Mm. This is uh, my favorite one that I'm looking at. Um, gold. History. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What if, what advice would you give yourself just beginning on this journey? All the things that you've been through and what you know now, what advice would you give um, a young Johnny Floyd? Mm. Believe in yourself. Mm. Believe in yourself and do your taxes. no really though i i think that mostly it would be trust trust in what you're doing Mm. believe in what you're doing be honest about what you're doing and take care of the things that you need to take care of in order to create as 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 little obstruction as possible between you and 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 painting Mm. Mm. the reason i'll reached out to you i'm just scrolling through instagram mm-hmm. and i see all this vibrancy and color and and excellent representations of blackness i said i gotta yeah. reach out to this guy and, and pick his brain yeah. pick his brain just a little bit man i, I love yeah. your work i really appreciate you taking the time to have this quick conversation but yeah um, i love your work and i'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to go as far as you want to take it man i i i really appreciate that um, thank you for the time. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm a fan. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I think that, you know, like I said, I think having these conversations is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what you're doing is, is really imperative, not only for um, the, the people who in, interact with your content, but you know, for artists like myself, I think it's really awesome to hear what other people are dealing with, what other people, how other artists view and think and how they navigate being, being this mm-hmm. weird life of being an artist. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you and, and look forward to, to all of the, all of the stuff that, that, that you have coming. So thank you so much. No problem. I love it, man. I, yeah. I, I love the love. So how can people, uh, contact you, buy some pieces, or go to your show in Houston. Like, what's the what's... yeah? So uh, the the show in Houston is actually uh, coming coming up. It's in September of this year. Mm. Um, it'll go through twenty twenty four. But uh, it's at the Houston Museum of African American Culture. Uh, the title of the show is God Body. Mm. Um, my. Instagram is j.au.floyd. I'm working with my good friend and potential manager of making that a lot easier to say out loud <laughs> and give to people. And my website is blackspaceprogram.com. Mm. Um, if you have any interest in my work, you can send me a message. Um, I primarily so my work through the gallery that I'm represented by, um, but 
um, you know, I'm always open to conversations or questions, and um, I love hearing from people how they how they how the work resonates with them. So definitely, I'm here if anyone wants to talk. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, I love this conversation once again. Thank you, and remember, guys, keep pushing forward. Um, once everything is edited, I will reach out and let you know um, when we air the episode and send you a few copies here and there. You know, thanks again. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, man.